0: hey 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 everyone you already know it's jasmine and caitlin on Blocks, and we are so excited to give you guys some amazing content coming up this next month because it is sponsored by our great friends at nike and so essentially we just want you guys to come run with us because if it's one thing you should all know running is one part of our overall health and wellness And guess what? We all run differently. No stride is the same and no pace is perfect, but you already know that's what makes us beautiful and what makes running what we need.
1: Girl, so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. All the ways we run and how we feel while we're doing it. Let's look into the camera and keep it 100 so that someone else who might join us next time, they may find out that they're a runner too and that we're here for them. From the starting line to the finish line, through every inch, meter, and mile in between, just do it and come join Nike on the Out of the Blocks podcast with Sidious Mag. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Out of the Blocks podcast with Jasmine Todd and Caitlin. Thank you for joining us. We have special guest, Melissa Jefferson today. But before we get into it, now we've got Melissa and I'm so excited. Melissa is our 100 meter U.S. champ. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were the perfect fit to talk about how the running community is such an impact because this is something that I've seen you talk about a lot. We've seen a lot. Caitlin has a whole bunch of questions that I'm so excited for her to get to ask. But I kind of want to start out with, normally we kind of go backwards from how you got into track to now you're professional. But I want to start backwards because your latest post was about how you signed with Nike. And that's such a huge running community. How Mm -hmm. did you figure, or how did you find out that Nike was, the
2: best running community fit for you? Um, Honestly, I'll say that uh, running professionally was always a dream of mine. And I could always say that I saw myself running for Nike. Um, And So when it actually did happen, it wasn't like a surprise for me or anything, but it was just like, oh wow. Like I truly get to not only live out my dream, but live out my dream running with who I could see myself representing. So it was just just a very surreal moment.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to get right into it. Melissa, you already know I'm a huge fan. I've told you this Mm -hmm. a gazillion times. So, you know, I got some questions for you that I feel like can really get into the nitty gritty of, you know, your community and your family that has really helped you um, get to this point to where you are. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember... But at USA's, when we were in the mix zone, um, you and I believe your teammate, Jermesha, am I pronouncing her name correctly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you two were hugging each other. I think this is after you had won the 100 and she was coming in after her event and you guys gave each other this sweet amazing hug i got it on camera i think i might have posted it on twitter at one point but i want you to talk about what it was like having your teammate but essentially your family being there in that moment with you and knowing that youtube had put in so much work to make it that far
2: yeah it was just um it was a very special moment for me um in that point in time Uh, Me and Jermatia, we always had the type of relationship to where, you know, there was no ill feelings toward each other or no like secret animosity and things like that. So like we were genuinely we were genuinely root in support for each other. And so um, like when you see that hug after her race, like I was doing good, but she didn't do so well. You know, that was genuine on both sides. It was like I was happy to see her. And, you know, she was happy to congratulate me. But at the same time, I was feeling for her because I know she didn't do as well as she wanted to. Um, But just being able to have my teammates there when I won USA's, uh, it meant a lot. You know, just it was kind of like having a piece of home there with me. And then um, so like none of my family got to actually attend USA's, but my parents and my aunt. Uh, they got to come to Worlds and that was very, very, it was really, really special for me Um, because normally my parents are in the house, uh, back home, they're recording um, the TV, watching me run, you know, just for memories and stuff. And I can hear everybody in the the background just yelling and screaming and they're so proud of me. But to actually have them there and in that moment when I lost uh, in the 100 and then to turn around and celebrate with me, Uh, After we won the four by one, it was just very special, and I was glad that they got the opportunity to be there.
0: Yeah, and so talking, I just I just thought about this, but there was actually another video of your teammate. I think it was Mackenzie, and she was screaming up and down them stands mm-hmm. in for you, girl. And so I don't know when you got a chance to watch that video, but whenever you did, please tell me what the thoughts were seeing your, seeing your teammate go crazy for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, she's a, a firecracker it was just like oh my god this girl is crazy right now I knew everybody in that who was in that stadium was looking at her like oh my god this girl got issues but no that was just her just being genuinely happy for me you know and things like that and of course she ran the next day and she ended up uh, winning U20s in the four hundred. so you know the it wasn't as extravagant my celebration wasn't extravagant and hers was for me but it was the it was on the same type of level as far as you know being proud and stuff right that's was amazing
1: sorry Caitlin can I ask <laughs> a question I know go ahead
2: go ahead
1: but I I want to know that community I think when you're in college and you have that team around you Mm -hmm. What is that community like for you guys? Because there's some some colleges where the teams aren't as close. It's very like every man for themselves. And then there's some teams where teams are together. They celebrate for each other and very happy for each other. So what Mm -hmm. is this team community like?
2: Okay, I will say this as honestly as I can. So, you know, being being on a team with, a lot of girls, you deal with a lot of different personalities. And sometimes those personalities can clash, but, uh, you know, what team doesn't, you know, go through what they go through or, you know, have those moments where they have to sit back and reset and come together as one. Um, but me being the somewhat of a leader on the team this year, I made it my personal duty to try my best to make sure that everyone was on one accord um at the beginning of the year I sat all the girls down in the um in the in a team meeting room and I told them you know like we had a really good shot at winning the conference title um outdoors and so I told them you know you have to put the work in and you can't sit around and make excuses for when things aren't going your way you know you have to be able to look at yourself and evaluate yourself and say, Hey, am I doing everything that I necessarily can to make sure that I'm putting myself in a position to succeed? And if you're not, then, you know, you can't go pointing the finger at your coach or at this person or at that person, you know, that's on you at the end of the day. And I said, you know, if anyone had any animosity towards one another, either you, you get it out now and say your piece or you you squash it and leave that alone until we done running. I said, because I wanted to win a championship. Cause I really feel like we had the talent on the team to do so. Um, and then, so from there, you know, there were, there were some, there were some bumps in the road, um, but when the time came for everyone to come together and, get the job done you know as a whole I feel like we did that um well I'd say like on the sprint side because I'm closer I'll be around the sprinters more than anyone because I'm a sprinter uh so I'd say on the sprint side you know when when the time came for us to get the job done we we did what we were supposed to do um it may not have been pretty at times but overall you know we know at the end of the day what the goal is and despite whatever else is going on around us we know we got to. uh get the job done
1: (laughs) big leader energy I love that
0: Yes, for sure. And I think that's a really important message to kind of put out there because I feel like some people might believe, well, you know, we all have to be like besties and stuff like that to kind of make Mm -hmm. an overall goal work. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, yes, you do need to have a level of respect, but I mean, it's really unrealistic to assume that everyone's just going to be best friends hanging out all the time. But for you to speak genuinely and talk truthfully about that, I think is really important because i I feel like there might be some other leaders who are in your position that are like, well, how am I going to make this work? And so you're pretty much letting people know that there is a way to bring people together and still allow for that championship goal to happen. But you just have Mm -hmm. to know how to work around it and, you know, understand how to bring your team together, even if there's some bumps that you guys might face. So thank you for for talking on that for real. Oh, yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. And so I know you were talking a little bit about bonds between these past few questions that we spoke to you about. um, But I think one thing that was interesting when we were at World Championships is that there were a handful of athletes that touched on them making bonds with like new people on team USA that they Mm -hmm. they didn't really know too much beforehand. So I wanted to know um, some of the people that you might've gotten close with. And then also how those bonds help motivate you to, to get you to where you are miss world champion. Yeah. So
2: I'd say the first bond that I probably, um, well, that was created firsthand was probably with TT Terry, and that started at Relay Camp. Well, like, us having, like, more than just, I'm proud of you, congratulations, talk, you know, it's like, conversations and things like that. Um, we ended up, we were roommates at Relay Camp, and then I ended up having a rental that weekend and stuff, so we went uh, out and, you know, shopping and things like that, and then one night, me, her, and um her training partner, Kyrie, we all went out and uh, to go bowling and things like that. So I really got to see, you know, them outside of the track world as you know, they did me. And so it was really nice to have that opportunity to, you know, get to know her, get to know TT Terry, the person, and she's a very genuine person. Um, I love her, you know, she's a very, she has very good intentions and she's going to be, she's like really good for the sport as well. Um, And I'd say I have two more that really like, like stuck, stuck out to me, stuck out to me. Um, One, another one was Talitha Uh, that kind of started back in with NCAAs. And then it kind of just like grew and grew. And we ended up being roommates at Worlds. Um, And she just she was very supportive of me as I was of her um, and things like that. I got to I had a chance to speak with her mom and things like that. So it was it was very nice. And then um, Aaliyah Armstrong, she was another one. You know, there's this, um, I will say sometimes when you go to certain schools, you know, you have this, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a certain, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, like when you think of certain schools, you just feel like um, everyone may be a certain way if yeah, they go to yeah. the school. Yeah, The so,
1: persona of the school.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, when I met Aaliyah, she was like nothing, she was nothing like not, and I'm not speaking bad about LSU, there's nothing wrong with LSU, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, like the way their dominance and things like that, you know, to see her outside of her dominance, um, just as a regular person and things like that, she's a, she's a very nice person, she's a sweetheart, and I feel like that that was one of the other bonds that I, um, that, w- that was created that was like you know, very, very nice. <laughs>
1: you yeah. picked some great people to pick some bonds with. Uh, I've <laughs> yeah. had the pleasure of talking with every person that you mentioned and mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. absolutely amazing souls. And with that, I think while we're talking about the world's community, I think it's kind of fun to ask, like you got to experience Team USA staff as well. So at any point was, were any of them important or did they play a role? Did they help kind of direct you on where to go? Or was that more so the athletes that kind of helped navigate what it's like being on a senior team?
2: Um, So it was a little bit of both. You know, you have like your veterans, like Allison Felix and Um, Like Jenna, uh, who's been on multiple teams and you know have been through the ropes and they've been through possibly almost every scenario you can think of. And then you have like um, like some of the um, like the coaches and things like that who are on staff. They were pretty helpful as well. But I'd say for me, um, like as far as like navigating and things like that, it wasn't really um, difficult. But I had a, and then if I did have like questions or whatnot, I would just, you know, ask some of the athletes and things because they were very receptive of it. And it was just nice having someone else to look up to or to, you know, ask questions and they know what to tell you. I want to get into a little
0: bit of the NCAA season, Mm -hmm. Um, but this kind of leads into USA. So I think as most people that have followed your journey know that outdoor um, national championships didn't necessarily go how you wanted to and how your fans really wanted it to. But, you know, you managed to come back and be the USA champ. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of, I guess, senior individuals who were like, oh, we don't, where Melissa come from? We ain't expect her to do this that, a third. And I'm sitting here like, well, on my Twitter timeline, all of my college athletes and fans and friends have been like expecting her to do something crazy for a really long time. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to know what it was like for you to have such a big community backing you despite, you know, not having
2: the perfect season that everyone wanted you to have. Um, yeah. So I knew after I went indoors in the 60, I knew that there was going to be like something. Well, I was basically going to have to prove myself again um, because, you know, there were some people who thought that me winning was a fluke and, you know, yeah, I mean, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, so for it's, anyone it's like in the those audio, fans,
1: all of our faces just changed <laughs> i
2: don't
0: know running i don't i don't remember the time you you ran but like running like a 7-1 or a 7-0 is
2: not no, fluke. <laughs> that ain't no yeah. fluke yeah well i guess it was just you know like me me coming from a small school and me being in a field that stacked you know it's one of the hardest meets to make or to get to and then it's one of the hardest means to make the finals and it's just so happened I've I've been saying it all year like this has been a crazy year in track and field and so um so I feel like going into outdoors I had to prove myself um and there were times like in between indoors and outdoors where um I kind of I wouldn't say like I got um kind of discouraged but like this unspoken pressure was kind of taking over me and I was putting more uh, pressure on myself than I needed to, you know, instead of just trusting what I've been doing all along and things like that, I wanted to be the person who was going out to every meet there was and PR and like I'm used to doing. Um, And instead I got to a part where I wasn't doing that. I was just being consistent. Well, Melissa, I had to tell myself like Melissa, you know, being consistent is just as good as PRing every meet, every meet. And you know, the more the the more consistent you are, um, your drop is going to come eventually. And so, I ended up running 1088 at conference, and then it was like, wow, like this is crazy, you know, because I was still fully training, um, you know, heavy in the weight room and things. Well, not like heavy heavy, but I was still on a regular lifting schedule and things like that. And so, going into regionals when I go out there and I only run 1-1 and 11.2 and everybody's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, this isn't the girl two weeks ago who ran 10.8. And so, but it's one of those things where you have to trust your coach and you have to trust yourself and know that what you're doing and what your coach has you doing is going to set you up for something greater than, you know, what you think uh, is important at the time. And so going into nationals, um, I ran really good on the on the day of the prelims in the four by one the win into two um and then the I feel like the biggest thing for me when I got to the finals uh was the turnaround time not saying that I wasn't in shape to do it but I wasn't strong physically strong enough yet to be able to uh withhold that level of speed uh for three reps and in a span of an hour and a half you know that's a I would say, for me, that was a lot to ask out of me. And so, um, and the other thing was, a lot of people would say, you know, there were multiple people who was on the four-by-one that was in the 100. But, um, you know, no disrespect to the girls that I ran with, but no one else who was on a relay leg had to overcompensate for their other teammates. They just had to do their part. And then I had to make it up, which cost me the one and the two. Um, and of course, I was mad at first. Now, looking back at it, I really don't know why I was so upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had to just tell myself, you know, like, hey, God does everything for a reason. And it wasn't for me to that. That meat right there wasn't for me. That was for my teammates. Um, that was for my teammates and for them to get that experience and, and and to give them that confidence to know, like, hey, you can you can get there. You can do it as long as you put the work in. And so. But all during that time, you know, I do talk about, I call it my village um, and that's my, my parents, my brothers, my sisters, uh, everybody, my, my whole family, um, my boyfriend and his family, my friends, um, they, they all keep me grounded and they make sure that I stay uplifted and, you know, I don't get too hard on myself and I don't, you know, cloud my head with too many thoughts and judgments upon myself. Um, because it can't I can't be hard on myself a lot of the time but I'm trying to get better at that but they they were the ones that told me you know like hey you know you go through you're you're going to go through things in life but it's not about what you're going through at that moment it's how you it's how you come back after you get through what you're going through and so having them on my side and you know them supporting me uh, even when I'm losing it means all the world to me because it makes me that much better of a person. For sure, for sure. M-
1: Melissa, let me tell you, I'm very, very glad that you said that it wasn't in God's timing because I say this time and time again, cause I've been there where <laughs> you're supposed to go into the NCAAs and you've got mm-hmm. this prediction, you know what you're capable of.
2: Yeah. And
1: then for you to just not do it in that moment, but then you come back around to USA's and for you, you, you ultimately won, you are mm-hmm. our 100 meter U.S. champ. So my question is during that timeframe, because speaking personally on my end, when that happened to me, I know my coaches were kind of like, oh, well, like you don't have to do USA's. I know you've yeah. had a long season. You can mm-hmm. sit down if you want to. And I was like, what are you talking about? I made it yeah. here. <laughs> I don't care what I have nothing to lose. I'm about mm-hmm. to step on this line and see what yep. happens. So I'm curious to know what your mindset was like, because everyone has different ways of going about it and thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, I took a day or two when we got back to, you know, just let Melissa be Melissa feel how you feel. Cause at the end of the day, we're all human. Um, I tried to be as positive as, as I could be about the situation. Um, but at the end of the day I was upset, you know, cause I feel like I was better than 1124 and an eighth place finish. Um, and so uh, when we immediately when we got back from Oregon, I got in my car and I drove 45 minutes home to my parents and I just wanted to be around them and just, you know, feel loved, basically. And so uh, that next day, my teammate, one of my teammates called me and she said that um, God told her to tell me that that I shouldn't worry about. You know, what happened at NCAA is because I got the job done. And so in that moment right there, all I could do is cry because, you know, a lot of times you talk to God and you you want to know, like, whether or not if he hears you or not. And sometimes you don't necessarily hear his voice. He sends someone to you. And in that moment, he knew that I needed to hear that. And so after that day right there, the next, like, the um, Tuesday, I went to practice. I said, all right, it's a clean slate. Um... We're gonna go out there and do what it is. I know I can do. My coach left that same day, or my coach left that Monday, and so I basically, I really had to, you know, dial into what I was doing and really focus um, because I wasn't gonna have that person there to tell me, um, okay, yeah, you need to fix this stuff. Like, no, I had to be disciplined enough to record myself and, you know, look at the video and look back and see what it is I need to work on and things like that. And so. That's the that's the mindset that I had from or for that week that I came back. And then when we got back to Oregon, I said, you know, like you said, I, I told myself I'm out here because I know that I was better than what I put out at NCAAs. But at the same time, I had nothing to lose. I knew that I could make the team. And that was one of my goals. I just, you know, hindsight, I didn't see a, a national championship coming out of it. But, you know. That's just that's just the way God works sometimes, you know. If we just listen to Him and be disciplined in who we are and what He has for us to do, you know, sometimes He He rewards us with what we want and more. So,
1: absolutely. And then Caitlin, I'm gonna let you go back to your questions after this one. Um, So you you also touched on the NCAA schedule. I I think they changed it in 2016, and I didn't do NCAA's then. Mm What what is that schedule like for you as an athlete? Because I think it's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's basically like on. So on the prelims day, you do every event, um, like whatever events you qualify for, you do those events, um, all of those on the prelims, whether it's a relay or not. And then but you have like more time in between because of you have um, three heats instead of just one. And then you have a day off because then the men run and then you go the next day. And then the turnaround time is like, it's unbelievable. Like the time they want you in the call room, um, like, I think I remember. So after the, after the hundred, I probably had to be back in the call room, like 20 or 30 minutes later, like right after I ran a hundred. So imagine imagine this imagine you get through the race the race doesn't go the way you want it to you're upset and you got 20 to 30 minutes to get that hundred out your system or like mentally to refocus and try to go out there and do something in the 200 like it's just it's it's hard (laughs) it's hard
1: that's absolutely insane because you know the craziest part is i already thought it was crazy with the prelims i didn't even think back to like now you're on finals and it's only one, one of everything that's going right. on here. Mm-hmm. I just, for the people that are listening, this is something that's so remarkable. I personally would love to see the NCAA change the the system back to how it was mixed. I think it's also more entertaining for the men and women, because if there's a sweep, they get to start right. together. Like how, mm-hmm. how dope is that? So right. Yeah, thank you for speaking on that because mm-hmm. that you guys are insane for dealing with that schedule. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so speaking of NCAAs, you were just talking about how, you know, when you come back for that finals day, everything is like, rapid fire back to back mm-hmm. and obviously like you're not the only person that's going through that is you and I mean I can't count a gazillion other women yeah as far the exact same thing so I was wondering if there was like anyone similar to like the team USA question that I asked you earlier but was there anyone or a group of people that you were able to develop bonds with in that time because you know y'all all going through like the same mental and emotional stress
2: um so, I wouldn't necessarily say there was anyone at NCAA's that, um, that I went through that with. However, um, so I did the so the day of the finals, uh, they did the awards and things after the whole meet was over. And so we were down there in the, in the, the indoor track. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Talitha because she ran 49.9. I was freaking proud of her. So I went and found her and was like, you did so good. Like I'm so proud of you. And then I remember her asking me, you know, how I did. And stuff so was like, I didn't do too good. And I told her what places I got and stuff. And then she asked me, she was like, well are you upset? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm pissed, <laughs> you know? And she was like, well good. She said, because if you wasn't, then there would be a problem. You know, just and that's that's just the that's just the mentality and the that's just the mentality and how of how she goes about things like you know when things doesn't go her way and i feel like that's one of the things that made me look at her uh you know a little different but in a good way you know just to have like even though you're celebrating your win and you did good you found it you found time out of your celebrating to you know make sure or that i'm still melissa you know making sure that i'm not being settled or just in my feelings or just You know, oh, well, it's okay. You know, she knows at the end of the day what I was capable of, just like I would just like I knew what she was capable of. And she reminded me of that. So I feel like if that was one of the bonds that I uh, made, it was probably her.
0: Yeah. So I'm switching gears a little bit because Mm -hmm. something that I found that was so interesting with you you got your school president be posting you like your administrators be posted up with you with all kind of pictures. Not be like every other day, I log on to and I'm like, dang, maybe like, they be, they'd just be hanging out with each other. And I don't be seeing no other school do that. Like, yeah, they might post pictures, but it'll be a graphic or like some picture that mm-hmm. somebody like they SID took, but y'all be like, in it'd be a different picture every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I'm, what I'm feeling, you can tell me if I'm wrong is that, you know, your president and your administrators seem to be genuinely interested in supportive of you, your process, your dreams, your goals, and whatever else you feel like you want to do with the rest of your life. And so I just wanted oh, yeah. to know what that was like for you, because a lot of other people don't get that. Like they presidents just be like, all right, cool. Y'all brought home a national championship, but I'm just glad you brought us some money,
2: but maybe,
0: mm-hmm. they maybe they all head over heels for you. Girls,
2: so oh, listen. Talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people don't know, uh, this is president Benson's first, well, this was his first like full year as president of coastal. And when he came, I remember when he came last year and, um, In the spring semester, and so I remember them saying, you know, like he 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 values uh, excuse me, he values sports as much as he does academics, and so I'm all for that. Not saying I I like school a little bit, Um, but you know, it's just good to have someone who's gonna respect them both, you know, because they they both can be a a key to success in different ways, and so. I took it upon myself to email him when he first got here. And I was like, you know, uh, I said, um, I told him that I ran track and field. And I said, one day, you know, if you're not busy, you should stop by the track and just say hello. And he did. And so, um, yeah, so he was uh, he came out there and, you know, met a few of the team. And then he came to the home meet that we had at Murder Beach High School and you know, ever since then, he's just been very, very supportive. Like even when I went to outdoor nationals last year and the thing about it is like, he's not just like that with, with track and field, but well, it's, it's a really good thing that he's like that with track and field, you know, being at our sport doesn't get a lot of attention, but he's like that with all of the sports. Wow. Um, yeah, he's, he's just, he's a very, he's very supportive. And I feel like coastal really got a jewel with him. And so, um, so like when you see those pictures and things like that and him celebrating us, like it's it's genuine. It's not just him, you know, trying to say like, hey, well, he stole a picture from someone else or yeah. you know, or like he was walking by and someone else was taking a picture. He's like, oh, yeah, let me jump in this real quick. Like, no, it's like he's like uh like after I went indoor nationals he told me to come by the office and we sat and talked you know not just took a picture like he wanted to actually you know know how it was and what it was like and experience and things like that he was there at NCAA's outdoors and stuff um so yeah he's just he's just been a jewel to Coastal Carolina as a whole as far as you know athletics go and I'm just glad we got somebody on our side
1: yeah that's awesome
2: so if there's any other
0: school presidents, athletic directors <laughs> that are listening, I would say, um, take, take, listen. yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all <laughs> go follow his Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Cause y'all need yes. to take a couple notes. <laughs>
1: honestly, honestly, because a lot of the times they only care about the football team or the basketball team. You don't mm-hmm. hear about where they're focusing on those other sports. So I personally think that is absolutely amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yes. Yes. It's really such a blessing, too, um, because, I mean, I'm just so stuck on it because this is not just, like, the athletic director. Like, this is literally the person who runs the school. Like, track does not make money for anybody's school. I mean, there might be, like, two or three, but for the most part, track is not- (laughs) yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, ducks. we understand jasmine <laughs> but um track is not really making money for nobody and it's it's honestly just so heartwarming to hear and to 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 be told that that relationship is genuine um i don't know it's just it's making my heart cry a little bit
1: honestly a lot of the times too they I feel like there's teachers that feel like athletes get like special treatment as is. So mm-hmm. they try not to pay attention to them as much, but little do they realize that that actually affects the athlete, having that community around them, having that support system, becoming a part of their village and to understand like, I'm representing your school and to see that I'm getting that love and it's reciprocated back. That, mm-hmm. That's a dope feeling. So I'm hoping oh, that- yeah. More people hear that and they start <laughs> to tap to these athletes.
0: Yes. So talking about that love from, from Coastal and the higher ups, how did you know that Coastal was the place for you, you know, talking about teammates, faculty, coaches, administrators?
2: Like, why Why Coastal? How did you know? <laughs> um. So my boyfriend told me a long time ago to stop saying this, but I'm going to say it so i honestly always said that i would never attend coastal and then yeah and so uh, my senior year i went on two i only went on two visits i went to winthrop university in rock hill south carolina and then i went to coastal and i really um i really enjoyed my visit at winthrop um but after so i went to winter first and then i went to coastal and then when i came to coastal I don't know something about it just felt like I was supposed to be here and I mean I see now why I was supposed to be here but you know in that in that time before I knew all of this was going to happen I don't know it just I just had a feeling I was supposed to be here.
0: Yeah uh Jasmine do you have another question before I get to my last two?
1: No, go ahead.
0: Cause I got some fun questions next. Oh, you gonna have fun with Jazz's fun questions? I be telling people this all the time. You haven't having a <laughs> <laughs> So I'm backtracking just a little bit because I definitely forgot to ask this one earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm everything I ask is about social damn media. You know, i will be on Twitter twenty But there <laughs> was <laughs> there was another picture of you coming back home from I think. Uh, winning nationals indoor i don't know if it was the airport or if it was at school or wherever y'all was at but your mm-hmm. teammates and the coaches was there with signs so my congratulations oh, to yeah the national champion so what was it like coming home to all that love after literally being on top of the world
2: it was amazing um even though in that moment i still hadn't registered what i'd done. You know, just having them around me trying to make sure that I actually, like, hey, like, it's almost as if they pick me up and shake me like, you just won a national championship. Like, believe it. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying. It's not working. <laughs> but, we're but we're here. But no, it was just, it was very special. I felt very loved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. And why do you feel like that love is so important?
2: Um, that love is so important for the days when things aren't going your way. Um, and even though, like I talked to, like we talked about how NCAAs didn't go the way it wanted to, you know, and it's not even about the races sometimes, sometimes it's about the, the workouts and sometimes it's about, you know, school and things like that. Just having that love, uh, surround you is, is your, it gives you a reason to keep going like hey I have all of these people who believe in me so why should I give up and throw a little hissy fit because I'm just it's just not working out today like it's not going to work out today it might not work out tomorrow but it'll work out eventually if I if I don't quit you know and so I feel like that's one of the things that's that's got me to where I am and I know we talked a lot about you know my the support I get from my school, but in my community because I'm only 45 minutes away from here. I was born and raised in, in the community of Dunbar, and I went to Carvers Bay High School, and which is out of Georgetown County. So being from Georgetown County, coming down the road to Ory County, there's a lot of love around. Um, I was saying that after in or after um, after the hundred went the way it went at Worlds, I was. I feel like I went into a state of shock because, you know, I couldn't be upset with myself because I could feel everyone's love from back home. Like no matter how that race went, there were still a lot of people who were proud of me and who, you know, they still want to see me succeed. And they wasn't, you know, nobody was wishing bad on me that I know of, (laughs) but um, you know, just having just, Having that type of atmosphere around you, um, it, it just, it was special. It was just special.
1: That's a blessing. And I just got to touch back because I feel like we hear this so, so often when it comes to asking athletes, like, how did you feel after winning this race? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's just like, it didn't really hit me, especially when it's their their first one. It takes yeah. for them to like, I, I just did that. Mm-hmm. So what was the moment when you were just like, wait, no, I actually I did that. Like, this is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. So, true story, I don't think the 60 hit me yet. Dang. I'm so serious. But I will tell you, so USA is one day I was texting my coach and I was like, holy crap, I'm a US national champion. <laughs> And then, and then the thing is with the relay, so this is like after I get back, this is probably like a couple days after I got back to South Carolina. And so I was in my room, you know, I didn't watched the video for about the 50, 50th time, 50, a lot of times. I watched it a thousand, a thousand times. So I'm watching it and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like I'm watching it for the first time, right? Like I wasn't in the race. So I'm watching it, watching it, watching it. The TT crossed the finish line, and I'm like, "Man, we did that! Like, let's go! <laughs> like, let's go!" But yeah, I think in that moment right there, it hit me. So now I'm just like, "Wow! Like, wow! <laughs>
1: wow!" Where's your medal at?
2: Um, it's in my car. Your
1: car. Those
2: no, it's hanging. It's, gotta... hanging. it's hanging. It's hanging. Oh, ain't nobody tried to get it yet. No. Okay, but, thank God.
1: It's the fact that it was the um. Uh... I was
0: scared because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dang. like Shelly you said you lost the medal
2: and I was about no. to like, listen. No, I didn't. I
0: didn't. Maybe that's how Shelly lost her medal. She left it in the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it wait, I, I low key think she said it was like. One of her gold medals, too, if it I'm does. not mistaken,
1: her gold medal from
0: 2015. Wow, wow,
1: the only reason why I remember that is because that was my first team. so I was like, Why you got lose
0: that medal? <laughs> <laughs> it's God's shoot, shoot, oh my god. Well, I'm wow. sure you're gonna have many more to come, but I hope you don't lose none
2: of them. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I'm not gonna lose that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Well <laughs> now, I, I think we get to get into some of the fun questions. Kate, wait, like, wait, no, I had two more oh, important ones. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine because now.
0: <laughs> we be, So the issue that me and Jasmine have, we be trying to do stuff in order, but our brains be like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to, like, it just be all over the place. So sometimes we'd be thinking that we ready to go like to a next topic. And then we'd be mm-hmm. like, dang, we actually didn't finish talking about the last one. So <laughs> you just got to bear with us. in it's the, all right, you know, it, girl. <laughs> all right. Okay. And so I low key lie. It's like two and a half questions. One of them is like, yeah, it's like two and a half questions. Cause I, I wanted you to speak on what you and coach Goodman's relationship was like, because that man is ridiculous on Twitter. <laughs> he's hilarious he all like the- he always got something to say um mm-hmm. I remember one time I had a phone call with him um when I was interested in coming to Coastal um this past year and I'm like this man is a little bit of a nut job but I could get I could get behind it but please talk about <laughs> uh you and Coach Goodman's
2: relationship and <laughs> how you think of him um so when I I decided that I wanted to come to Coastal. Coach G wasn't at Coastal yet. Um, I didn't know that he was a part of the plan of me coming to Coastal, right? Not like there was like, okay, if we recruit Melissa, we get Coach Goodman. It wasn't like that. It was like I didn't know that he was going to be coming in the fall. So, like, one of the first days of school, I went up to the office, and I was looking for another coach, and he peeked his head out the corner or the door of his office, and I'm like, who are you? He's like, <laughs> who are you? And I was like, Melissa, who are you? Yeah. So then he sat down, and then we was talking. He asked me if I worked out over the summer. I was like, oh, not really, you know, I was trying to make some money and stuff. He was like, okay, yeah, I get it. No, he didn't get it. <laughs> so long story short, I went to practice the first day. He made us do a circuit in 90-degree 90, 90 weather at 3 o'clock in the in the afternoon and I died and but I made it. And um so about for a month and a half, I I always like to joke and say that he didn't know who I was because I was never that one like he never used to have to yell at me, but he never was the one to like like talk t- like I guess like hold a conversation with me. So I was just I was just there, you know, for a month and a half. And then one day, I don't know, I stopped dying. I was starting to do really good in the workouts and it was like hey belly you know it was (laughs) one of those things but it wasn't like a you know type of jump on the bandwagon type thing it was just you know i never was one to give problems or stuff like that i was just coming to practice and doing what i was supposed to do but then i was also one of those people who would go to his office every day and bug him like hey what do i need to work on can we come out to practice this time because i need to work on this and blah, blah 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 and i really feel like You know, that's how we got to where we was today. You know, we spent a lot of days, like, let's say, spent a lot of days down the backstretch. Like, literally, I have videos from 2019 and 2020 of me running. It's not pretty. (laughs) So there has been, like, a lot of changes and a lot of things that's happened over the course of three years. And it's one of those things where, like, now, so I like to joke and say, normally, like, if he has to yell at the group, I don't mind because I know he ain't yelling at me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like yeah, he yelling at them. He ain't yelling at me, so this don't even this don't even apply to me. I'm just here, I'm just here because I'm supposed to be here. But now nah, he's um, you know he's, and he's more than a coach because he's family. You know, um, my parents love him. He's just he's a part of the village now. You know, because and he's made strides to make sure that he's still here today to coach the team, coach me, you know, and to be able to stay with him while I start my uh, professional career is going to be really good because I'm excited about what's to come. Yes, because he definitely got like some secret sauce because
0: (laughs) when I had called him, he was like, everybody know, want to know what's the secret. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't necessarily calling to know what the secret was. I just wanted to know if he had a spot on the team. Right. And I'm telling you, he was just an absolute great person to talk to. I mean, mm-hmm. like he was somebody who just put things super straightforward, but also seemed super supportive. So, you know, yeah. to, to feel that over like a 10 to 15 minute phone call, I could only imagine what it was like for you and, you know, the rest of your teammates to feel that over one, two or three plus years. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that y'all definitely had um, Coach Goodman in your corner because the like he's great, honestly. If everybody mm-hmm. could, could get a chance to like speak to him for like at least five minutes, I feel like they would have a great time because he he just seems that cool to me, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. <laughs> and I think I think another thing is too. Speaking of his social media, he likes to post videos of y'all being like laid out and dead. On the track, and I'd be like, "Not you posting dead bodies. You could at least give a warning or something. This is graphic you, content. You don't, you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care.
2: Wait right.
1: every day, like, so how do I kill these athletes today? <laughs> <Not really. laughs>
2: and he be, he was, he be laughing. He does. Like, you know, am, a lot of people ahead. don't know. He, I almost became a 400 meter runner. If I was, if I became a 400 meter runner, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now because I would have been done quick. I'm so serious. Yeah. So my freshman year, like I said, um, you know, there was a lot of days that I spent dying and stuff like that. So the first meet of the season, um, I didn't hear the gun go off because it was like, like it wasn't like no loud. So I left like five meters after everyone else. But, and so I ran like 808. Because the deal was that day. We used to make deals. We don't really make a lot of deals nowadays. Not that I mention it. But <laughs> we used to make deals back then. So the now deal was.
1: for money, just so you know.
2: Yeah, it's not for money. The, this was the deal. Listen, okay, this is the deal. <laughs> so the deal was, he entered me in the 60, the 200, and the 400, right? He said, if I ran something good in the 60, then I wouldn't have to run the 400. Well, because I went out there and didn't hear the gun and ran 808, mile behind had to run the 400 that day and he said so we went to the next meet because I ran I ran like 58 one this was indoors and mm-hmm. so we went to the next meet And he was like if you don't run sub seven six he said I'm going to make you a 400 meter running and I went out there and I ran 755 and the rest is history oh she wasn't playing <laughs> she I was not, not playing <laughs>
1: That this so Melissa, now when you guys make deals, be like, hey, so a hundred dollars if I run this
0: time, because
2: that's how I do. <laughs> man, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> oh my God. wow well, we already having fun, but I feel like we do have to ask this one last important question. And then you you know we could, could keep. I can't even talk no more. This is how you know it's <laughs> almost eight o'clock where I'm at. I need to go to sleep. Anyway. Um, oh, we the same child, oh, I forgot. See, <laughs>
1: I'm on the West Coast. I I got the four, four o'clock for me, about to be five.
0: <laughs> oh Lord. i I'm I'm, I'm just ask this last question and then I'm gonna take a second and, and regroup myself because clearly <laughs> I don't know what's going on no more. <laughs> but the last serious question I have for you is why do you think it's important to have a genuine community of people behind you when you're looking to accomplish your goals?
2: Um, so you need you need something like that. Um, like I said earlier, for the days when it's, when you feel like it's too hard, or the days you like, I don't really feel like doing this today. Well, you know, you always have to remember that there are people out there who wish that they could be doing what you're doing. And, you know, I never want to take for granted what I've been gifted with. And but to have people around me who love me and support me like that, they make sure that, you know, I never forget that. And I never, you know, forget where I came from, you know, whether that's, um, you know, saying where I where I grew up at or saying, you know, things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. You know, i always I've always got it's checks and balances, basically, you know, just making sure that I stay Melissa yes now jasmine give us
0: something fun to talk about
1: (laughs) (laughs) everything's been fun caitlin
0: dang (laughs) okay super super fun now we moving up a level
1: now we get to go up a notch all right melissa so if the number nine was a color what color would it be
2: nine Mm -hmm. Hmm. uh i'm seeing silver silver mm, that's
1: amazing. a new Super. one I, I actually I kind of enjoy that answer because most people say really basic colors green huh orange, brown brown? I like nine? brown brown girl brown <laughs> I don't remember who it was but I think they were very salty at the number nine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow
1: but, um, all right, so the next question is, if you could do any other event in track and field and still be at, at the same level you are, so still be super elite at it, what event would it be?
2: A hurdler. Ooh. Ooh. I had a dream. I, I, oh. I'm about to get in so much trouble. Roland told me, <laughs> my boyfriend told me I shouldn't tell people this either. But I had a dream one time that I ran 12-2. And this was back when 12-2 was the world record. <laughs> so will yes. we see melissa jefferson over hurdles at some point okay so let me tell you what the deal we had another deal right so this was the deal this year so because i told him by the dream i told coach you by the dream so he said if i would have won the 100 at ncaa's outdoors then i could get one hurdle practice I feel
1: like you equivalents to that
2: though it does but then I've been seeing some heartbreaks in the hurdles, and I feel for them. And I don't know if I could go through that. So <laughs> I know.
0: But like, but you're young, though. You got time. Like you could do it. You could do whatever you want.
1: I yeah. just want you to do it for me because I felt like I could have been a hurdler too, but nobody wanted me to get hurt. So they was like,
2: no. Yeah, yeah, and you like, can't get hurt long jumping. Oh my God! I stopped long jump. I think I wouldn't have had no shin left. Wait, what you was no. long jumping? So I got recruited out of high school for short sprints and long jump. We learn something new every day. Yes, I so know that.
1: Come through jumpers. We be getting turned to sprinters all the time. Y'all just stop through <laughs> <running>, right? Okay. <laughs> Melissa, you sure you don't want to come back? Like. We be schedules up and everything on all kinds of levels for listen, people to sprint and jump.
2: Listen, I think I think my I think my shins would appreciate it if I stayed away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so if you could be one superhero, what superhero would you be?
2: Hmm. I would want to be, I would want to be Spider-Man. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, but which
0: version of Spider-Man?
1: Spider Pig. Spider-Pig.
0: Which version? Cause you know you got you got Miles and then you got the other three Peter Parkers from the from the live action movies.
2: Okay. So dang, this makes me sound like a bad Marvel person. I don't, I'm not good with names, right? I'm not okay. okay. So, all right. So put it like this. Did you watch Spider-Man no, no Way Home? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So I think I would actually want to be the Spider-Man that was with Zendaya. But I was a very, I was a fan of the Peter Parker who was, um, who his, his kryptonite was um, Uncle Ben. Mm.
0: I think that was I think that's Toby, the first
2: one. Okay, yeah. yeah, I really I really did like Toby. Toby's a good one. He is building
1: Spider Man. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Kayla, you ain't you ain't got no fun questions. Dude, you ain't
0: let me up out of pocket questions. They're out of pocket. Like, don't be that out of pocket. Out of pocket, but fun. Your food okay. question. Okay, okay, I gotta think because I came up with all like I came up with the serious questions today. So the
1: whole question you don't want to ask. So normally what she would ask is, what is the nastiest thing that you would eat for a world record?
0: <laughs> I forgot about that one. I know. be food.
1: Let's leave it at food because everyone's been saying food and like nobody wants to say I'd eat some dog poop.
0: You
2: said out of pocket, so
1: we're, we're we're gonna keep it at food to keep it a little in line, not too out of pocket, but in line.
2: Okay, so I'm saying what out what it What's can food? be food. It, yeah, it is it it's be. gonna
1: be food. Let it be food. Caitlin's try to have it not be food, but keep it food. <laughs>
2: Whatever. Okay. So the nastiest thing that I would eat for a world for a world record. For a world record.
0: We talking about 10-5 here. Or no, 10-4. Uh, I was just, Relax, relax.
2: I was getting um, it. What's a nasty food? You
1: like chitlins?
2: I don't have a problem with it. You be eating chitlins? Melissa. I never had chitlins though.
1: Me either. But they smell terrible.
2: Okay, so I never, I never, I've never had chillings, but I can't necessarily say it's nasty if I never had it. That's you know? true. That is true. That's why I be trying to get my nephew and my nieces to say they be like, "That's nasty." They'd be like, "Have you ever tried it?" No. Then it ain't nasty. Okay. Until you Period. try it. Period. But let's see. Um, what is something that I? What is something? What's oh. a food
1: you don't like? Are you a picky eater? Because it doesn't seem like you're a picky eater. I'm
2: not really a picky eater.
1: Yeah. I get that sense. Because everyone else has said something very, like, tomatoes.
2: <laughs> I think it was it Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. If I had to pick one, it would be calamari. What? Sorry. Melissa. Melissa. Girl, we should have to fix your
0: taste buds, cause they know what you just said, calamari. <laughs> we are <gotta laughs> <keep it> together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, calamari no. is
2: like.
0: like mm, mm, mm. Wow, it's literally just fried meat. It's just different meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that is so, a whole octopus. <laughs> it's like, it's Excuse just me, crying. calamari is squid. Thank you very Wait. much. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, it's still a sea creature. Okay.
2: <laughs> what test I had, I had duck and pole. So I mean, oh that sounds good.
1: That sounds great. Yeah, the
2: duck duck wasn't actually bad. It was actually good.
1: I shouldn't be talking about duck. Sound good. I should stop. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Here we go. Gee, <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <Jeez>. so <laughs> another question I'll be asking is if you could combine with any other athlete in the world to make a super athlete, who would it be? And it cannot be Allison Felix or you say both.
2: McLaughlin.
1: Oh, that's a cheat code. I feel like we need to exclude her, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, hold on. I, I can just thought about it. Her,
0: <laughs> I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. Uh, Wait, Four world, world records in two years. That's,
1: that's an entire cheat code. Like, you'd be a fool not to pick her, to be honest, at this point.
0: You are right. But just know,
2: if it were to happen for real, Coach Goodman would definitely have you in that 400 girl. It sure would. Uh-uh. I would convert her into a true short sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> we we will become a true short sprinter.
1: You would be able to do the short hurdles, though. You'd be able to do the 100 hurdles.
2: That's true, because she can do them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she does them well. They go,
2: they go my 12-2, my dream. I guess I got to have another dream, right? So I could dream 12-1. Yeah. Because yes, yes. that was insane. Oh, my God, that was insane.
1: That was absolutely insane. We... No, what's up? What was your favorite moment, aside from your guys' four by one from world championships? Because that was a crazy meet in general.
2: That I, okay, so I don't know. It's either between, it's either between the 200 or the women's 200. Or the, oh, I can't, I, let me tell you, it, it, it has to be Sydney. It's Sydney because I literally, so she got out the box and we know Delilah is going to go because that's what she does, right? Yeah. Yep. And then like the third or the fourth hurdle on the back stretch, Sydney passed her. And when she got off the curve, she was like all the way out there. And I said, I got to record this. And I recorded it. And she crossed the finish line, and I went to the top. I said, oh, my gosh, she just ran 50.6 over hurdles. Like, it was insane. Was she gave me chills. She literally gave me chills. Yeah. Like, that was. That was a
1: remark. I don't even. You. I started learning a little bit more about hurdles. And once I started learning about them, steps in between, and I counted seven, I was like, this is sick.
2: <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, nah. I was. Lost for words. She gave me chills. That was like, that's like the best thing you could watch in person if you weren't running at the time.
1: Yes. That, was- that excellent choice, Melissa.
2: Excellent choice. Yes.
1: And then my final question, and then if Caitlin has any more, she could go ahead. My final question is, if Sidious Mag had a run for a mile, would you join us in that run? A mile? Mm-hmm. I, I, we could make some shake with a mile. That- y'all, y'all heard it, City So if We have a run. Melissa says she might make some shake. Okay? My boot is off. I'll make it shake, too.
0: All right. Boot all is right. off. <laughs> the boot crew is
1: retired.
2: The, the boot
0: crew is
1: retired, y'all. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kayla,
1: Uh. do you have any other
0: questions? Do I have any more other questions? I think I'm good on this side of the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it is getting later for you guys. Listen, I don't want to hold you too much longer, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Man, this, this was a great talk. Super excited. And again, Melissa, our Nike athlete, US 100 gold medalist in the World Championships for the four by one. Shout out to Nike. Make sure you guys follow Sidious Mag. Make sure you guys follow Out of the Blocks on Instagram and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on there, Out of the Blocks. Appreciate you and thank you again, Melissa. Thank, thank,
2: thank you. you. Thank y'all.